we all need encouragement at some point in time, whether it's for personal motivation, comfort, or reflection. An encouraging word can offer hope, inspiration, or a new perspective. Each week, we will explore biblical passages that will encourage and remind us of God's love, faithfulness, greatness, and sovereignty in our lives. So let's start the week off right. I'm your podcast host, Drea, and you're now listening to Divine Exhortations. Hey friend, and happy Monday, December 13th. Thank you for tuning into Divine Exhortations with Drea. As always, thank you so much for your support this season. It means a lot to me. So heaven bless you all. All right, so we have two more episodes left for this season, not one, but two. Like I mentioned previously in last week's episode, I wanted one more guest to join me and close out season two, 2021, with a word of hope and encouragement as we enter into 2022. I was able to secure another amazing guest for you all, and it's going to be great. So stay plugged in right till the end. Okay, so it's 12 more days till Christmas. I am so elated, and don't worry, I won't sing the 12 days of Christmas song, though I want to, but I will refrain. Um, But I am, you know, just looking forward to kicking back and relaxing with my family this holiday. And if I could share really quickly, a few weeks ago, I asked all of our children individually, what does Christmas mean to you? And honestly, as a parent, I felt so proud and happy to know that they all gave similar responses. So they mentioned the importance of giving not restricted to presents or anything like that, but giving to help others. They mentioned family, fun moments, and of course, they all mentioned Jesus. Our daughter, who is eight years old, stated, Christmas is not because of Santa Claus, mom, it's because of Jesus. And honestly, her response warmed my heart. And this is the reason why we are here today, because of our Savior, because of Jesus, we have reasons to give him praise and honor um, in all that we do. And so I just wanted to share that little that little story with you. All right. So let me not take up too much time and uh, let's move along with this segment. Joining me today is a very good friend of mine. He has become someone I regard as a brother. He has such a good heart and a love for the word of God. He doesn't know this yet, but he will right now. (laughs) He has been added to my list of incredible speakers, and I'm just so honored to have him here with me today. My friend and brother in Christ, Gart Taylor, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Hi, Drea. I am doing great. Um, Quite a surprise you had for me there, but... uh... (laughs) (laughs) part of the incredible list wow how did I make that oh God is good (laughs) God is good I am doing good and I hope you are as well thank you I am 
And so once again, uh, just thank you for agreeing to come on this platform and just share an uplifting word uh, with someone today. But before I have you get into your exhortation, could you just briefly share your experience on coming to know the Lord? Sure. Um, I'm, I'm one of those persons who grew up in the church, uh, per se. Um, you know, both parents were active in the church and uh, I've always been going and attendance to church was <laughs> never an option. Um, <laughs> you know, when we just didn't have the privilege to go other places, you know, church was one of the places where you just didn't have to ask twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a good place to be in the eyes of uh, our parents. So much so that I, I remember um, even after I got baptized, there was one time I, I thought to myself, oh, you know, I'm just going to chill today and not go to church. And my mom, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. My mom came around the corner and she said to me, you know, aren't you going to church today? And I was like, uh, no, not today. And she's like, why? So I'm like, I don't really have a reason. <laughs> I remember she, she gave me that look and then she said, um, in, in Jamaican, she said, you know, well, me, I leave now. And you can get me catch down there before you. <laughs> the English translation for that is, I'm leaving now and I better not get there before you. So, you know, we we grew up in this strict church environment. Yeah. How I came to know the Lord at about 11 years old, I remember um, there was this strong conviction and calling and I knew it was God. And so I was at a place where I was telling people, I said, you know, I'm, there, there was a meeting happening, happening at church on that weekend. And I said, you know, I'm coming to church and I'm going to get saved. I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's how I was telling people uh, about what I believe was going to happen with me. And sure enough, that Saturday night, I tried to go to church, but it was already late. It was just me and my <laughs> sister. Father was like, no, you guys can't go right now. Because it was like a good half an hour to 45 minutes walk. Oh, wow. The night to get to church. The morning I got up and I heard that about, I think it was probably about 12 or 13 people had gotten filled with the Holy Ghost. And I was furious. That was supposed to be me. I was supposed to be a part of that group. But it was Sunday morning. And Sunday morning, you don't need and okay for church because there's just nothing else to do than to go to church. So I got up early, I got ready and I went to church and I remember sitting there in church and all I was waiting for is for them to say the altar is open. And I remember going up to that altar and I was there and I just started seeking God for a few minutes and I received the Holy Ghost. Amen. I got baptized that same evening and that's where my walk with Christ uh, began. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. And thank you so much for sharing your salvation story with us. We really do appreciate that. Um, So at this time, I will allow you to lead us in your exhortation 
for today. And you can just share what is laid upon your heart with us. Okay. Well, thank you again for having me. It is certainly an honor, a humbling, humbling experience just to be here to share with you and to our listeners. And um, the story I want to talk about today is taken from the book of Numbers, chapter 13, from 25 through to 33. So let me just read in your hearing a little bit. It says here, and they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, we came unto the land whither thou sentest us and surely it floweth with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south and the Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched out, searched unto the children of Israel saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eat it up the inhabitants thereof and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants and we are in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so we were in their sight. Now, I think this is a very interesting story. And if I were to put a, a text to it or a topic uh, of some sort, it would be, how do you see yourself? Mm-hmm. How do you see yourself? And I, I believe um, as we wind down in the year 2021 and, you know, if God would have it to be so, we're looking forward to transitioning into next year. And I believe as Christians or as children of the kingdom, it's important for us to understand who we are moving into the next phase in the next season of our life. And just to provide a quick uh, backdrop on the story, um, this journey began with God freeing the Israelites from Egyptian bondage through the leadership of Moses after much signs and wonders ending with mass death of the firstborn in Israel. And, and um, Israel was pretty much thrust out of Egypt because mm-hmm. of all the plagues that was brought upon them for um for, uh, for, for, for contending with w- what God had said to, to, to do with their lives. Uh, okay. God had sent a word to Pharaoh to let his people go. And in resistance to that, 
there were many plagues that came upon them. The last one, however, was the the, the plague of death, right? Mm, Where yeah. the death angel came and passed through and, um, you know, killed the firstborn of, of uh, those who were not a part of Goshen. Right. And we see how they told him to take their things and to get out of out of Egypt. And so they let them go. And on this journey, they were making their way to the Red Sea when Pharaoh came after them. And his armies were swallowed up in, in the ocean after the children of Israel crossed over the Red Sea. And so we see them on this journey. And during this time, God was a pillar of fire by night and a cloud uh, by day. He healed the bitter waters at Mar yeah. for them to drink. And when they were hungry, and God provided manna and quail for them in, in, in this uh, wilderness. Mm -hmm. God revealed his commandment at Mount Sinai. And after leaving Mount Sinai, they came to Kadesh Barnea. Uh, and so here they were ready to go into the promised land that God had promised to their forefathers that they would inherit. And so Moses chose 12 men to go up and to spy out the land. And these men return with report after 40 days. And they talk about the report that, uh, um, of what they saw and how what God said was existing in the land and all the other things that they saw. Mm -hmm. right? And according to Deuteronomy uh, chapter number one, verses 20 through to 25, it tells us that um, the plan to spy out the land was not originated by God or Moses, but it was the people's idea because God had told them that they should go up and possess the land, right? And so all except for Joshua and Caleb came back with a negative report and told them that, yes, we see the land. We see that it flowed with milk and honey. We, we see the grapes. We see the pomegranate. Yeah. We see the figs. And all of what God says, it's in the land. And But however... Nevertheless, we see the sons of Anak. Mm -hmm. When I look at this story, I see men who went up and they were able to take back clusters of grapes. Uh, and it was so, so huge. There was so much in abundance that it took two of them to carry it on their shoulders back. And even with reaching the promise, reaching um, in arm's length of what the provision was in the land, they said, despite of God's faithful promise, the people who dwell in the land are strong. Mm. Despite of God's faithful promise, the cities are fortified and very large. Right. In spite of God's faithful promise, we saw the descendants of Anak, a tribe of large men there. In spite of what God says, the Amalekites dwell there uh, and the Amorites dwell there, the Canaanites dwell there. All the land is taken up, and there is no place for us to dwell. And, and what I find fascinating and interesting is that 12 men went in to see this land, 
and came back with two different reports. They saw the same things. They saw the same men who dwell there. They saw the same fruits. Right. And when the Bible speak about the land flowing with milk and honey, it really means that there was abundance. Right. There was livestock. There was, and it was the time when they were merged going into a summertime. So you know that it was a lot now. It was a time of, um, of abundance. And so here was Israel on one side, on the brink of greatness, at the edge of a breakthrough, at the edge of moving mm-hmm. into, into great things. And where they were, it was a wilderness. So it was dry. It yeah. was, you know, lacking. There wasn't much. They were murmuring and complaining. And on the other side, they it was a place where there was abundance. There was much. There was yes. fruit to partake of. And because the report came back that the land was abundance, but, you know, we see enough reason not to enter in. We see enough reason not to go into it. Mm-hmm. The, the people became fearful in themselves. And they totally forget what God had said. They totally forget who God was and what he was capable of doing. I I want to tell somebody this morning that in spite of the fact that you see all the reasons why you shouldn't, just remember that because God said you should, it's enough to go ahead and do it. You have to be careful about who is speaking their own opinions who is speaking their own ideas to you and causing you to be fearful and when you think about it these weren't just you know any men that were taken and sent into this land these were men who were in leadership position and I want to point that out to say that sometimes you would believe that because a vision was given by God, an instruction was given by God, a promise was given by God, you might think that those people in leadership should see and should be on board with it. Mm-hmm. But I want to let you know that it, it doesn't always happen that way. Right. And so you've got to know that when God speaks, you know it for yourself. Amen. Know that when God says a thing, then you know you can trust that in spite of what everybody else is saying, right? And so it matters how we see ourselves, and this is the point I want to really uh, stress on: how do we see ourselves? Mm-hmm. They said that we we saw the sons of Anak, we we saw the Amalekites, and so. When we look at ourselves, we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we were like grasshoppers in their eyes as well. And I find this to be the area where I wrestle with because in my head, I'm saying, who told you grasshoppers? Who told you that they saw you as grasshoppers? And and for those who don't understand what grasshoppers are, it's these uh, little insects, uh, um, also called locusts, right? Yeah. And um, grasshoppers 
when you look at them, a lot of people would look at these insects as insignificant, mm -hmm. having no great uh, um, promise, having no great result, uh, you know, not going anywhere, not doing anything significant. And so this is how the children, a great nation that God had called out for himself, begin to look at themselves and start to measure themselves in the eyes of their adversary when mm -hmm. God said, you should go up and possess the land. And so they did not know who they were. Yeah. They did not understand who they were in God based on the promises that God had given them. They said, we look at ourselves and we see ourselves as grasshoppers. And so I believe that in order for us to transition to the next phase of our lives, in order for us to transition into the next season, it is important for us to see ourselves in the eyes of God and who God sees us. Yeah. Because when, when you cannot see yourself in a place of victory, you're already defeated and you cannot move into what God has placed in your right. future. When you cannot see yourself uh, as that manager or as that business owner that God has uh, put in, in your path, when you cannot see yourself as a, as a leader, as a, as, a, as a spiritual person who is going to impact your community and all the promises that God has um, promised to you. When you cannot see yourself, yourself as the head and not the tail, when you cannot see yourself as the lender and not the borrower, when you cannot see yourself mm. as more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, you're already speaking defeat, walking defeat, living defeat. And so it is important that our mind is transitioned Yes, And so when I look at Israel, what happened is that they were so trapped in their captivity that they murmured and complained. They said, why did you take us out here, Moses? Yeah. yeah. Why did you bring us out of Egypt? Remember, these are the same people who cried to God and say, we want to get out. Yeah. Yeah. And God said, okay, I'm going to take you out. I'm going to send a deliverer who's going to take you out. And every single time that something went in a different direction from what they wanted to see, they murmured and complained. Now, when I look at this, I thought about how God continuously performed miracle in the eyes of Israel. I don't believe there's another nation that had ever seen the amount and the magnitude of miracles that Israel had experienced. Mm -hmm. And even with providing manna in a place where there was no food, Israel was so distracted that in the middle of a miracle, all they saw was a mishap. Right. And so I'm saying this to say that it's easy to see what God is doing when we are distracted with our past. Mm. It's easy to not see what God is doing 
when we are distracted by everything that he's not doing. It's easy to not see what God is doing when we're distracted by our own self-centered uh, um, intentions. And, and we are not looking at the bigger picture to see that there is something happening that is greater than us. Right. right. And all we see is the dryness of where we are and we see the resistance of where we're supposed to go. And so God does not get the freedom to work all the miracles that he wants to work in our lives. God don't have the freedom to do all the things and to bring us into a place of greatness. Right. And so I want to talk to somebody this morning who is at the edge, somebody who is at the brink. Mm. Where you are right now is dry. The pandemic has left you dry. Your marriage is in a state of dryness. Your relationship is dry. Your family is dry. Your finances are dry. But what you have is a promise from mm. God. Have is a word from God. Things have been prophesied over you. And you know that there is greatness attached to you. And you don't want to live this moment and regret tomorrow that you almost entered you almost touched it. You almost received it, but you didn't move. Mm. You didn't have faith. Right. Trust and believe God. And so you might be in a wilderness right now. You might be in a dry place. But I want to encourage you to remember that God has not changed throughout the ages, throughout time. We see how Things have changed and God continues to change things, continue to change things in our life. But even in all of this transition, there was one thing that remained the same and that was God. Right. He change. His word can't change. He never lied. So when we begin to see ourselves the way that God sees us, will understand that there is victory ahead. When we begin to see ourselves the way God sees us, we'll understand that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. When we begin to see ourselves the way that God sees us, mm -hmm. we'll understand that no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Amen. When we begin to see ourselves the way God sees us, we will understand that greater is he that is in me Yes, he that is in the world. When God is for us, who can be against us? And so even for myself, I've seen, you know, if you don't mind me sharing my uh, testimony. Go ahead. I remember in, 2000 and, in 2020, I was in my devotion and... I got a word from the Lord and the word was, you shall not lack. And he took my attention to the scripture where it talks about uh, the prophet Elijah and how, um, you know, the famine was coming and he told him, you know, go to the brook and I'll make provision for you. And after a while, the brook dried up and he had to move on to the, the, the widow's house. And he came there and, you know, God performed this great miracle even in the time of famine, right? 
And I was in a situation where I thought my job was secure because <laughs> even though there was a pandemic, uh, the work that I was doing was um, was the kind of work that I, I figure out would have been needed for especially a time like that. But, you know, I, I think I preached this text about three times. And then after the third time, <laughs> I was laid off. I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, what is happening? And um, I remember, you know, just praying and praying and just asking God to show me how to, to, to navigate through this time. Because now we're in a pandemic. My wife just recently moved to the country. She's pregnant and I'm out of a job. Mm-hmm. We got mortgage and bills to pay and a baby on the way. But I watched how God provided and we were, I was back and forth with a little bit of contract work here and there. But during that time, I learned how to trust God. Right. And we went through that year, even with a new financial obligation, and we never missed one payment. There was never a time where anything was lacking. The baby, nor for myself, nor for my wife. God, God just opened the way and showed me that things don't need to be good for me to make a way for you. All right. I, I'm not conditioned by your situation. Mm-hmm. And so we went through that year and we got into 2021. And I remember praying again. And I said, God, I know that word you gave me last year was for last year. And if you don't mind, I'd like to use it this year again because it worked. <laughs> <laughs> and so here I was still back and forth with no steady job. And the Lord said to me, there's nothing you shall need and not have access to it. Mm. And I got up with a heart of gratitude and thanksgiving where my faith was now transitioned from where it was two years ago to a different place because I just believe that if God says it, I don't need to see where where it's coming from. I don't need to see how it's going to work. I don't need to see what's going to happen. Right. All I need to do is to trust him and to know that if, if it was really God who spoke this to me and I knew it, all I had to do was hold on to that and trust him. And so I, I saw how things began to change. And you see, when you trust God, you don't even have to go looking for the opportunities. That's so true. It'll find you. He will make them collide. Into yes. You. If they're behind you, he'll make it overtake you. If there's no door for you to knock on, he'll just put one up in front of you. <laughs> Right. This is this is who God is. Yes. yes. He'll just make provision out of nowhere. And so I was, you know, uh, I was introduced to this opportunity and I hopped into it and I began to, um, you know, work this thing. And the great thing about it is that since March of 2021, I have not been back to a nine to five job because what I do now, I do it on my own terms. I make a way lot more money than what I was making. Amen. Struggling with the nine to five, I can do a lot more now. I don't have to wonder and worry about where it's coming from. 
because God has opened doors in a tremendous way, right? And and yeah. you know, just because I've shared the experience with you, yeah, it's amazing how when you trust God, He'll put you in a position that not only affects you but affects the people around you. Mm. He'll make so much provision for you that He'll bring you into a place of undeserving where you didn't know that you were going to get there, but just because you trust him. And so I just want to encourage somebody this morning that if he did it for me, he can do it for you, right? Mm. Find out what it is that God wants you to do in this season. Maybe he didn't take you out because he's preparing you for what is to come. Right. Maybe you have to go through this dry season, but throughout this dry season, it's only a test and you can become a testament of what is to come. So continue to trust God in this season. Continue to allow God to work through you. Continue to allow God to manifest himself in your life. Don't get stuck up on complaining and murmuring about everything that's not happening. Look for the good. Yes. Romans tells us that all things are working together. Amen. Right? When you love God, when you trust God, mm -hmm. you know that you are called and you have purpose inside of you, you can trust God that all things, not just some of it, not just 90%, not just 99%, where you are right now is exactly where God wants to work for you. Where you are right now is exactly the place that God wants to turn some things around for you. And so you don't want to have 10 years down the road, you're still wandering, going around in a circle because you only almost reach. You saw the grapes, you saw the pomegranates, you saw the, the figs. God started manifesting it to you, but you failed to enter because of how you saw yourself. And wow. so you've got to know that there is purpose for which you came and that purpose can only be fulfilled by you. You are an original. You came to fill that spot. You came to fill that gap. Mm. So don't let the giants stop you. Right? right? Identify what those giants are in your life today. Is it a giant of fear? Is it a giant of low self-esteem? Is it a giant of, you know, a, a bad past, a bad relationship? Let it go. Tell yourself, I can do this. I can handle this. I can handle whatever comes because I've got Christ in me. Mm. There's no need to be afraid, no need to be fearful of what I've been told. God said, I can do it. And that's all that matters. And so I pray this morning that, you know, each and everyone who is listening will be encouraged to know that as we slowly transition into the new year coming, enter it with a different mindset, mm -hmm. knowing that you're going in authority. Speak what you want to see as if it already happened. Amen. Leave the negative things alone, right? 
let's move forward. I know we're in a pandemic and you're going to say, hey, you don't understand my situation. Yes, I, I understand that I don't know what it is that you are dealing with. But I believe that God knows. And wherever you are, it's not a surprise for him. Mm. So continue to trust God. So I pray that God will continue to bless us and continue to direct us and continue to show us uh, and manifest himself in a marvelous way. And for you, Andrea, I pray that God would continue to open doors and to make ways for you and continue to bring you into a place of abundance that you will be able to impact the lives of people around you. So God bless you. And thank you for allowing me to be here today. Oh, awesome. And thank you. I received what you said. Amen. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. This word today, wow, a strong encouragement and reminder of how we view ourselves. And it's such a relevant word because many times I don't think we realize just how special and loved and favored and set apart we are. Mm -hmm. um, and if this is you, you know, if you if you feel like you need, you know, another reminder, uh, go back to his word, go back to his word. And like Gart said, don't get distracted by what you see around you. Don't disqualify yourself from the blessings that God has in store for you. Remember the promises of God. Like I said, go back to his word. And also, we just need to see ourselves the way God sees us. And I think I've said this before. Many times we don't view ourselves the way God views us. So... Once again, we need to go back to his word and just trust him. He is faithful. He is faithful. He is able to sustain you and keep and keep you, irregardless of whatever circumstance you are facing. He is a sustainer. He is a keeper. He is a promise keeper. So that's my two cents. Gart, thank you so much again, honestly. This word has uh, blessed my heart, and I know it has blessed the hearts of those listening. Amen. All right. So can you just do us the honor and close this episode out in prayer, please? Sure. Almighty God, in the name of Jesus, we approach your throne this morning with a heart of gratitude, an attitude of praise and thanksgiving. As we draw closer to the end of another year, we want to say thank you for how you have kept us, for how you've continued to open doors and manifested yourself in our lives in spite of all the things that are happening around us. God, we just want to appreciate you today. Thank you for what you are going to do in our lives. I pray this morning, God, that you continue to bless the listeners, continue to open doors and to make ways, continue to show them who you are and what you are able to do. Help us, Lord, in this season to acknowledge what you are doing in our lives. Help us to prepare ourselves for what is to come so that we can walk in our God-given blessings and promises. Oh God, we pray that you continue to show us 
what it is that's in our lives that present themselves as giants and we will evict these things from out of our minds from out of our lives from out of our surroundings that there will be liberty to live in your presence liberty to walk the walk liberty to live the life that you have called us to live let your will be done and let your word be manifested through our lives through our generation through our homes and in our communities lord we pray for leadership at this time to make the right decision my god that will impact lives in a positive way and will constantly remind us of who you are bless us in a special way and continue to do for us like no other can let your name be glorified these we ask as we look to you and we say thanks in Jesus name amen i pray this exhortation has inspired you to act on god's word challenged you to believe what his word says and encouraged you to put your confidence in him with that being said have a fantastic week everyone much love and many blessings bye hey friend thank you for listening to today's exhortation i believe you were inspired challenged and encouraged today because of that don't keep it to yourself share this podcast with a friend a family member even a co-worker feel free to subscribe rate and leave a review i would greatly appreciate it thank you for allowing me to be a part of your day i really feel so special Let's do this again. See you next Monday.